Welcome to the CFN Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the CFN Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Campbell, and guess what? Uh, I haven't been on this mic for over a month. I'm actually looking at my Instagram right now, and I think the last time... Hold on, let me check the date. Yeah, July 14th. Uh, that's the last time I did a podcast sitting here. Um, that's kind of pathetic. So, um, I don't know if I mentioned in the last podcast, guys, I've been busy all summer. Um, it's... It's been a lot of ups and downs, honestly, um, but I just have different priorities right now, so I haven't really wanted to make the time to do a podcast um, solely because I just have more important stuff that I want to work on. So uh, I'm glad to be on the mic this morning. It is about 9.30 uh, on a Monday, perfect day to get started here, and guess what? We're talking about almond milk today, all right? So... Um, people have asked me this before, and I'm not able to answer their questions solely because I don't know enough. Um, I refuse to be one of those people who try to give off false information without any context. That's not how I roll. Some of you can roll like that and lie to people, but uh, I'm not going to do that here. So um, I looked up a couple articles, some scholarly articles from some journals, nutrition journals, and stuff like that from the FDA. Um, I couldn't really find much on good almond milk articles, <laughs> maybe because it just doesn't sound interesting, I have no idea, but anyway, uh, the title of the podcast today is called, Can Almond Milk Be Called Milk? Okay, um, there's a lot of controversy over this, and what I'm going to do today, I'm going to break it down into four sections for you guys, just how I usually do, um, I'm going to start with how it's made, how it's compared to actual dairy milk and dairy products. How it affects weight loss, that's the study I'm going to go over with you guys that I found. And as always, I'm going to end with my personal thoughts. So um, I like to do that every podcast. So anyway, let's get started. I thought a good starting point for this would honestly just to tell you guys the definition of milk. You know, what? like what's the actual official definition of milk? So I looked it up and it is word for word. I'm going to read this. White fluid, rich in fat and protein, secreted by female mammals for nourishment of their young. Okay? Now, after reading that to you guys, there is nothing in there that has to do with almonds, plants. I know there's coconut milk, all that bullshit. Um, But can it actually be called milk? Uh, I was looking at some articles, and ever since 2016, I believe, people of Congress have been advocating for... Um, the FDA to exclude the word milk from any plant-based sources in grocery stores. So I'm sure some of you guys uh, consume, I think it's called Almond Breeze, um, almond milk. There's, I know there's just regular soy milk, uh, other alternatives like that. But uh, that's what they're trying to get rid of. And the FDA's response was basically a consumer should know the difference between what's actually milk and what isn't milk. So they didn't really see it as a posed threat. Um, to the grocery store, so they kind of have been disregarding it for the past four years now, or sorry, three years, Um, but yeah, that's where it stands in Congress, and that's why it really hasn't been changed on any of the products, so moving on from the definition of milk, 
I'm going to talk to you guys on how it's made. It's pretty fucking gross. Um, it's not, it sounds, it's very simple, I should say, but it's kind of nasty. Uh, you soak almonds in water until they become somewhat soft. At least that's what it said um, in the one article I wrote, or no, I wrote, I read, sorry. Um, so you soak them in water until they become pretty soft, and then you stick them in a blender, you grind them down, and then you strain the almond pulp. That's what they called it. You strain the pulp of the almonds um, out onto, you know, a paper towel, anything like that. Just how you would strain pasta from hot water, pretty much. And uh, you consume the liquid byproduct that's left behind. It's nasty. I don't get it, but uh, people do it, and you can actually do it on your own. So I think that's kind of the unique part of it. Um, I think it can be beneficial, but I don't know if consuming almond water is... uh, a top-notch priority for me, or maybe you if you're listening right now. But anyway, um, in mass production, it was said that it's pasteurized for longer shelf life, obviously, um, so it can last longer for consumers to buy it. So that's how almond milk is made. You grind it down, you make it real nasty, and you consume the water byproduct um, from the almond pulp. And it said some people consume the almond pulp with it, which is pretty gross. I don't know why you can't just eat almonds. Um... But that's one of the ways it can be consumed. All right. So moving on, how it's compared to dairy products. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with common misconceptions. People think, and they're advocating for dairy to be avoided because of fat, lactose, and cholesterol content. Now, although that is true in a sense, it is true. Um, there are alternatives that you can make and there are alternatives that companies make to bypass that kind of uh, misconception. So I'm sure some of you guys have heard of skim milk. Maybe you consume it. I actually consume it. Um, I got hooked on it when my mom uh, always drank it because she can't really have a lot of lactose and dairy stuff. Um, So I just kind of became used to it. Now, I know it's pretty much just watered down milk. And to some of you, that sounds pretty gross. But once you get used to it, you actually can't, you know, really tell that much difference. Um, So there is skim milk. All of us know there's non-fat yogurt out there. There's non-fat cheese. Uh, There's so many alternatives to regular everyday dairy products that that misconception and that assumption from people who don't consume dairy is pretty much bullshit. Um, Although they do have a point when it comes to fat content that only... That only uh, pertains to whole fat milk and like 2% maybe. I don't know. Um, But yeah, when it comes to that stuff, I get lactose. People are lactose intolerant. That's understandable. But the whole cholesterol thing, again, it comes down to the type of milk. It's not really fair to generalize every single type of milk into one category just so you can make an assumption in a negative way. Does that make sense? Um, so that's what I kind of took from it, reading about dairy a little bit. Uh, and of course, yeah, you can always go to skim milk, non-fat yogurt, all that good stuff. Now, the next misconception that I kind of pulled from what I was reading this morning, um, people think plant-based everything is healthier, and it's not. Um, I think I went over this in a podcast before, honestly. (laughs) But, uh, hey, let's go over it again. Why not, right? Um, so... Plant-based isn't always healthier for you. Why? Because there is a lack of nutrients and you would need to consume more of that product to get the same amount of uh, nutritional density that, you know, a piece of chicken would or um, an egg or something like that, you know. And if you're wondering right now, well, what do you mean? 
Well, if you have to eat, you know, quinoa, lentils, um, tofu, all that stuff, just research the amounts. I'm not going to go into that because that's not the basis of this podcast, but I honestly think I went over it in a different vegetarian podcast, and I did give you guys amounts of certain foods. Um, So you can go either listen to that podcast or you can just research it on your own. You can literally go into Google and say, hey, how much protein's in tofu? How much... Uh, how many carbs are in lentils, like all that good stuff, or, you know, what are the benefits of uh, a vegetarian diet, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter, but that's what kind of the consensus is, Um, plant-based diets, although they are plants, and although they do come off as, yay, it's the healthier option, go me, Um, it's not always the best, especially in terms of your goals, Um, if your goal is to build muscle, it's going to be very hard to do it on a strict plant-based diet. I can tell you that right now. Um, I've talked to many people that are bodybuilders, they are athletes, and it's extremely, extremely tough to not only get the right amount of nutrients from your food each day on a plant-based diet, but uh, you have to eat a hell of a lot more. And it becomes exhausting because it feels like you're constantly eating all the time instead of just having an 8-ounce piece of grilled chicken that can pretty much cover your protein for almost a meal and a half. So... Those are just some things to think about. Those are two good misconceptions that I found in my reading um, and that can be proven to be extremely false. So uh, like a lot of nutrition stuff, there's always an alternative. But anyway, um, how it's compared to dairy. Now, when you're looking at almond milk, um, you have to think of what I found is the big three. So the big three when comparing milks is you have to look at protein, potassium, and phosphorus. Those are the big three, okay? Now, the chart that I looked over, um, I'm just going to read this word for word. It's probably just better for you guys. So I'm going to start with cow's milk, dairy milk, whatever you want to think. They didn't give a specific. I'm going to guess this is full fat milk maybe. I don't know. But uh, in one cup, this is per cup for both almond milk and dairy milk. For dairy milk, in one cup, there's 8 grams of protein. 368 milligrams of potassium and 227 milligrams of phosphorus. Okay, I'm going to read that again. 8 grams protein, 368 milligrams potassium, 227 milligrams of phosphorus per cup. Now, almond milk. This is, what does it say? Almond breeze unsweetened vanilla. So if that sounds familiar to you or if you consume it, here you go. Per cup for almond breeze unsweetened vanilla milk, 1 gram of protein, only 160 milligrams of potassium and only 20 milligrams of phosphorus compared to 227 for regular dairy milk. I don't know about you guys, but if you can do simple math, that's not good. (laughs) Okay. Um, Eight grams of protein compared to one gram. Okay. You know, obviously that's not good, but uh, that's, that's just the facts guys. So if you switched out dairy milk for almond milk, you think it's you know, healthier and it'll give you more. Um, that's really not the case. You do need dairy milk. You do need dairy products. Your body uh, needs them. But of course, if you want to use almond milk as an alternative, that's great. You just have to consume more. You're literally going to have to consume eight cups of almond milk. Well, the, the almond breeze unsweetened vanilla. You're going to have to consume eight cups of it just to equal one cup of regular dairy milk. It's just the science, guys. That's the facts. So, um, That's where it comes back to the misconceptions that I was talking about. Now, you might be thinking, CJ, why the hell do I need potassium and why is it even important? Like, why should that even matter? 
uh, I skipped protein here because I've talked about this in numerous podcasts. I don't have to go over this again. You guys all know how important protein is when it comes to everyday life um, or being in the gym. If you're a runner, you know, it doesn't matter. You can go research that shit on your own. That's not the basis of this podcast today. I'm just giving out facts right now um, in a data table that I'm reading off to you guys. Why do you need potassium? It is a type of salt, okay? And it's used to manage nerve functioning, uh, sweat production, blood pressure, and of course, fluid management during exercise for athletes. That's extremely, extremely important, okay? Um, You need all of these things if you don't, if you don't really consume a lot of potassium like you would be when you consume this almond milk, there's only 160 milligrams here compared to 368 milligrams for dairy milk, you would obviously need to consume uh, pretty much double that or a little more than double. So um, if you exercise a lot, if you don't consume dairy products that have a lot of potassium in them, you can get them from bananas. Uh, that's a huge one. I know there's a couple other ones that I can't think off the top of my head, but you guys can Google that on your own. That's why you have it. Um, but those are just the basic reasons why your body needs potassium every day. So don't think it's not important. Okay. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about how it affects weight loss. All right. This is a study that I read. This is the best one that I found, although it's not that great solely because, uh, there's just not a ton of information out there on it. There just isn't. Um, So the study done in 2016 that I read, it included six males and 24 females that got weighed before uh, the study started, all on the same scale, same everything. They were uh, adults. It didn't say if they were obese or not. Um, They all stayed within, I think it was 26 years old and 30 years old, I believe, and they took their waist and their hip circumference measurements along with their BMI and obviously their regular weight. So that's what got measured. and the subjects were asked to substitute just one serving of daily dairy consumption with almond milk for four weeks. That's it, just four weeks. Um, so that's what they did. And just fast forwarding a little bit here, at the end of the four weeks, uh, the researchers concluded that some individuals had lower hip and waist circumference measurements. All right, so there was a positive to this, there was a little weight loss. Uh, their sizes did go down. So that's a positive, all right? That's almond milk's great, okay? Their BMI and weight also decreased slightly. Now, I think, uh, sorry, BMI. (laughs) I think BMI is a waste of time unless you do it uh, the right way. This was taken with an electrical impedance um, scale, which I think is garbage. Uh, Just because, like, I think everyone that has done something in school along with BMI you know that those little devices can be extremely off by 10, uh, 10 minus or 10 plus. So your BMI might be really high when it's actually normal or it might be really low and scary when it's normal. So you just don't know. Um, so I don't really take BMI into a good a good factor into whether something works or not. Uh, but their weight did decrease slightly. They didn't give exact numbers. Well, they did, but it was all in standard deviations. Um, so I'm not going to read all those to you guys. And what the researchers think is, although all of these things were great throughout the study, they think that um, due to the lower calories in almond milk, that's why they actually lost weight. Not because almond milk is healthier, a better option, but because it has fewer calories. And sometimes with fewer calories, 
comes smaller amounts of macronutrients or other nutrients, kind of like potassium or phosphorus and protein, okay? Um, that's what they kind of concluded. They also said that there's not really enough evidence to support the conclusion that almond milk is a better alternative than dairy. They literally said that in the article, okay? Um, again, guys, with nutrition, it's all on what works for your body, okay? Uh I have had almond milk before. It's great. I think it's a lot lighter on your stomach. But again, skim milk is very light too. And you can get just the uh, just the right amounts of protein and potassium. I didn't look up the macros for skim milk, but I'm sure it's, uh, it's pretty close compared to regular milk, maybe a little lower in terms of protein. But um, when it comes to almond milk, I don't really think that you need to substitute that just because you don't want to consume dairy. There are many, many, many alternatives to dairy products that are still considered dairy if that makes sense to you. Um, so it's still important to consume, you know, cheeses, yogurts, milks, all of that good stuff. Uh, and you can find different ways to consume it without getting all of the fat, lactose, all that stuff that you uh, usually avoid it for. Um, so I'm going to end with my final thoughts here where we, we're running at like 16 minutes. That's not bad. Uh, final thoughts here. I don't think it's needed. I don't think you have to have it. If you want to feel healthier and it makes you feel good and you want to pay all that money for a small carton of almond breeze milk, I think you should go for it. If that's what makes you happy and if you really, really, really don't like dairy or you've seen documentaries and you don't like how animals are treated, um, it's great. It's, I, I think it's great. You do what you want. But uh, if you do enjoy consuming dairy, don't freak out. Don't think you have to go to almond milk um, because what I just literally told you for the past 15 minutes there's no reason why you have to avoid dairy at all, and there's no reason why you can't switch to almond milk if you want to, all right? So it's both sides. That's the great part about nutrition, guys. You can do whatever you want, and you can portion it out, and you can guess and test and switch things out and see how you feel, and if that's what makes you happy, and if you're losing weight or if you're gaining muscle, blah, 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 whatever, and you're substituting stuff in during your daily uh, caloric intake, that's great. I think it's awesome. So um, it's not actually milk. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's not actually milk. I think the name should be changed. I think it's crap. Um, I think it should just be called, um, you know, something creative other than milk. I think they're just using that as, you know, a liquid name. So it doesn't sound gross and it turns consumers off. Um, but you don't really get any benefit from potassium and phosphorus from almond milk. That's just the unsweetened kind. I only The table only gave me one brand. Um, I don't know if other brands pump potassium byproducts into them uh, or not but naturally from that unsweetened almond milk that seems to be the most popular brand is almond breeze uh, you're not really getting any benefits from potassium or protein okay so you gotta eat bananas you gotta do whatever you can to get your potassium intake up especially if you're an athlete or if you exercise a lot you need 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 potassium okay um, and yeah there's there's different alternatives to milk cheeses yogurts milk uh all sorts of kind of different stuff today because brands are trying to compete with the new millennial plant-based, you know, switch diet. Um, so they're trying to find alternatives to keep you guys consuming dairy because your body really, really, really needs it. So uh, those are my final thoughts, guys. If you have any questions about the podcast, I know some of you guys that listen to this reach out to me and ask about subjects or you need something explained more. And sometimes I can't always answer them. So I have to research them on my own. That's the great part about this. We all learn. Uh, we all gain a little bit from these podcasts. So uh, I really enjoyed researching this topic. Um, if you do consume almond milk, 
I think it's great. Best of luck to you if you consume dairy products. That's great too. Uh, whatever makes you guys happy. So I'm glad I got to come on the mic today. It feels good. First time in over a month uh, that I got to talk to you guys this morning. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Please do not hesitate to shoot me some topics. I have some in my messages on Instagram right now. Um, so if you want to send me more, I can start researching subjects. And hopefully I will get around to it to... Uh, upload some more podcasts for you guys. So have an awesome day, have a great week, and we will see you on the next episode of the CFN podcast. All right, guys, bye.